I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast about Nothing, episode 80, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, which was the podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object. As promised, of course, he is the current reigning and defending Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion for the fourth time, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. What the hell were those tables made out of? They were like the flimsiest things I've ever seen. Like I breathed on it and I went through and, you know. So congratulations, champ. <laughs> yeah, not quite. No, it didn't happen. It wasn't on the sheet. Are we extras right now? <laughs> I, I, feel, this, I mean, this brings me back. This brings me back where we're recording here. I do feel like we're uh, we're in the bowels of <laughs> Northern Essex Community College. We are in Haverhill, Massachusetts. It is breaking point, and you just had your match. I did. Kingpin, you opened yeah. the show. I just got put through two tables, and you're fucking dragging me <laughs> into this literal janitor's closet. And making you stand. Yeah, making me, and you're the one sitting down. <laughs> well, my my knee popped out during the match. But you're oh. not, you have a seat, Mike. You have a seat. You had a rough <laughs> night. You had a rough day. You know. Thank you very much. That it, extra weight you're carrying around these days is rough on your knees. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. How's your diet going? It's going well. We're, uh, what is it, uh, five, seven, eight, nine, 11, nine days in, maybe? How many chips and salsa have you had? None. <laughs> none, buddy. None. Well, yeah, this is kind of like uh, guerrilla podcasting here. We. This is the epitome of independent wrestling, or, or especially a podcast associated with independent wrestling. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are in, literally, like you said, in a janitor's closet. Not sure we're supposed to be here. We're probably not supposed to be here. I don't know if there's a janitor wandering around that's going to be a, wouldn't it be, yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if we lost the building for Catholic wrestling? <laughs> that would be something I mean, else. I mean, it, it doesn't help that you're nude for some reason. I can't figure out why you have it's, no clothes on. It's getting warm in here, Kingpin. <laughs> Our food warm. delivery should be here very soon. Uh, yeah, I got vegetables. <laughs> well, I got the fish. I had to try this fish. <laughs> uh, my apartment's not in the delivery zone, so. <laughs> What's the number outside of the door? <laughs> I don't remember it from the show. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I would have spouted it right off there for you. So good crowd out there. I was out there taking in the sights and sounds of chaotic wrestling in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Good crowd. Yeah, your boy's over. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be, though. What's going on? Well, I don't know. <laughs> they don't like Ilya. <laughs> uh, I guess not, huh? But he uh, reigns supreme this evening. Yeah, did you hear when I even said it? These people love me. What'd they do, Mike? They cheered. Yeah, there you go. Why didn't you try to turn them? I've been trying to turn them for months. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, you did come out in a Steelers jersey, and he came out in a Patriots jersey, correct? I did, yeah. And I got cheered. He got booed. I commented on the jerseys. He got booed. I got cheered. It happens. What can you do? What's the dimples? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> so here we are. Maybe I should take a, a photo of this to put on online. This is us in the janitor's closet in Northern Essex Community College. 
And I saw a lot of familiar faces tonight. I saw a lot of faces I'm not quite familiar with. A lot of luminaries. A lot of luminaries in <laughs> attendance. Of course, there is a changing of the guard going on. If you listen to our interview with Jamie Jamikowski just a few weeks back here on the podcast, you know that there is a transitional period going down for Kyle Russell. Yeah, did I see you paying for a ticket when you walked in the door? Well, I, I uh, brought a special uh, gift for the guy at the door, and he let me in for free. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that to ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a transitional period for chaotic wrestling. I saw Brian Fury that we're aware of is somehow involved in this I am new aware. ownership. I am aware. <laughs> and uh, Brian Fury may join us a little later if he's not too busy. I know he's not completely in charge yet. Crockett, I did see him with rolled up papers yeah. walking around, so he looks very busy and very important. Um, I commented on the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for those of you uh, that, that aren't educated, uh, if you ever see somebody at a, at a wrestling show walking around with papers in their hand and they're rolled up real tight, that person is important <laughs> and and very busy <laughs> i guess we'll see if we can pry him away from his papers <laughs> yes. to be a part of the podcast in a little bit and we're also going to have an interview coming up uh but we'll get into that in just a minute what else is going on here in haver what uh, what's going on this weekend for the kingpin i got a busy weekend Yeah, even busier than last weekend yeah yeah so after we record this i'll uh, tomorrow i'll be heading to west warwick with the show will already be done but i'll be wrestling joe gacy uh from czw and then i have an open challenge on sunday for beyond wrestling on powerbomb.tv i don't know why i'm plugging it right now because it's already happened, but you can go you can go back on powerbomb.tv and get it on demand though. There you go. And we'll talk more about your upcoming dates a little bit later on. But today on a Halloweeny wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, we're going to be talking about our scariest moments in the ring. See what I'm doing there, Kingpin? Uh, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Getting it? Getting it? All right. Well, that is coming up. Plus your promo about nothing and a whole lot more. But first. We have magically moved into the more uh, plush locker room area, Brian. Did you have to explain that because the difference in audio? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we are being joined by a guy who's really kind of made waves in a short amount of time. Uh, he's been up kind and down. Of? Just shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you're deaf, dumb, blind, <laughs> stupid, or since you're listening to this programming, probably poor, my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm better than you. I've literally been everywhere, and I've only been doing this for two years. Why are you doing this? Uh, sh should I not? Should I not be in character? For no, just please talk like a human being. All right. I'd appreciate I'm it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sup, everybody. <laughs> I knew you and your character were one and the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no difference. No difference at all. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, yep. thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Where's your uh, scarf? Come on, man. <laughs> we, we have to let the people think I'm constantly wearing it. Oh, a nice scarf. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So it's good to have you here. I haven't seen you wrestle before, and I saw you tonight against Josh Briggs for the New England Championship. Didn't quite work out in your favor. No, he cheated. We're just a couple of losers. Yeah, yeah. Both, <laughs> both of the guys who wrestled completely cheated. I just want to point agree. that out to the listeners. These tables were like the flimsiest tables I've oh, ever seen in my, my life. Ref, my ref, uh, his name's Tony P. And for anyone who knows this guy, he counts uh, very slowly. But for some reason... Was it Tony P or Tony S? Uh, uh, who cares? We both have the same ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's a one, two, three. Like, that was the finish. And I was like, eh, that was suspicious. I think Briggs like, threw him some money or something. <laughs> <laughs> rough night for you guys. Rough yeah. night tonight. So, uh... How long have you been coming up here to Chaotic Wrestling? Um, I don't, Brian, I don't know. I think has I, don't, I think I think you started before I kind of came back. back. I think. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because the first two shows I did, you weren't you weren't here, and I, which would confuse me because I had always known you like this was your spot. <laughs> yeah, like, this is your yard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was I, exiled by Donovan Dijak. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think I came here about a year ago. So I literally started wrestling here when I was like maybe like five, six months in. I've been wow. very, very fortunate. Uh, very fortunate. Yeah. How long have you been wanting to do this? I mean, you started in 2016, you said? Uh, 2000, uh, late 2015, like going into 2016, I started. Yeah. Like right before. And you've been wanting to do this for a very long time. Oh, my God. Ever since I can remember, really, which I'm assuming is most guys' answers on the independence. Yeah, how, yeah. how old are you? I'm 21. I, I don't. You'd be. You, you know what? You'd be surprised though, because some people yeah. just like see like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of guys come and go that think oh, that. At the oh, yeah, being at the at the wrestling school, Mike's been around the wrestling school. You get these guys that come in and they just have no concept of like. Yeah. They think they're just gonna walk in and it's like. It's like WWE, and like mm-hmm. you're making money like WWE, yep. and it's like, yeah, no, you're going to train here for a while, uh, mm-hmm. then you're going to go to shows, you're going to make no money, yeah. and then you're going to work shows for a little longer, and you're going to make no money, mm-hmm. and then maybe if you get to WWE, at first you're not really going to make all that much money, nope. <laughs> and, like, and maybe if you're fortunate, if you're one in a million, you yeah. might make decent money. It's crazy that, uh, that's another reason why I feel fortunate, is that uh, I think 2017 independent wrestling is, it's nuts. You can Crazy. make money now yeah. on the indies. It's not easy, and it's not like I'm living in a mansion, but <laughs> the fact that this is my only job is pretty crazy still to me. For yeah, sure. I mean, when we broke in, I mean, I've been, Jesus, you were like five, literally five years old when <laughs> I, I Yeah, I just think about he's, I'm double his age just about. <laughs> I, was, I was born in 96, so Mike, what do you do? Mike could be your father. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike, I never met my dad. Are you Mike? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. When Mike was making the rounds on yeah, the yeah, Indies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I started in 2001, so you were literally five wow, years old when I started wrestling. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and, and, and believe me, it was a different time, man. It was, yeah. it's like you got like 10 bucks, you were, you were, yeah. that was a good night at the office. And I'm sure if someone was only wrestling for like two years you're not allowed to do anything besides like the lower card of the show right like yeah, yeah unless you're like I mean at that point too it was very much like a 6'4 like Josh Briggs would be alright okay <laughs> Josh <laughs> like, put the belt on him yeah uh, yeah I've not, not yeah. been joking like Briggs yeah. would be alright yeah. Dijak would be okay <laughs> like yeah. yeah we used to just see these guys that were 6 feet 6 like at Walmart and just say contract yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. we do contract <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're handing it out like flyers yeah, exactly. like hey you're tall <laughs> but it's bonkers. Yeah, you're, 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 you hit it on the other. It's bonkers, Wrestling. You've been flown to Europe already. Yes. You've, you're working for CZW. Yep. You're working for Beyond Wrestling. Yes, sir. You know, like... Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, too? Yes. Uh, yeah. Twice. I got Jeez, you. Look at this guy, huh? Yeah. I love the place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hustler's business. you got to hustle. Oh, God, you got to yeah. work your ass yeah, off. it's not easy, man. I, I, uh, the, the problem, I think, and there's a, a misconception, especially because of my character, people are like, oh, this kid had everything handed to him. He's a jerk. He probably didn't train all that hard. Look at him. Like, he, he cut some promos now he's getting booked that that kind of stuff <laughs> and uh it is still a grind for me like I, I still have to contact these promoters and i still have to bug them I, I still just like everybody else i i train like four times a week i i try to eat right i try to go to the gym right but granted i'm still fully aware that i got a long long ways to go and i look forward to it that's my only uh thing with with wrestling is i feel there's some people out there that uh kind of hate on the fact that these young guys, these new copper guys are coming up fast. But I also think that the training now is so much better than it was years ago. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I, th- I think I think it's, it's a combination of a couple of things. I think, I think it's good trainers, and there's good places to work now. Yeah. So you're getting out there. You're getting quality work, and there's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. you're working every weekend, and that's that's people don't realize. That's the way you get better. You have yeah. to be in front of the Gotta crowd. You can't just crowd. wrestle once a month and say, yeah. I'm a professional wrestler. Yeah. Like You have to wrestle more, and, and you're out there. You're wrestling every weekend. You're getting good matches, too. Yeah. That's important, too. you got to wrestle people better than you. Mm-hmm. That's how you get better. And that's, that's what helped me tremendously is I got to wrestle 
wrestle guys like like you, guys who have been wrestling for years and are and are seasoned and know what they're doing. So if I have a hiccup, if I make a mistake after the match, I get to go to the back and I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm about to learn something. Because uh, that's another thing. I get frustrated with guys my age, too, that a veteran will say something after the match and be like, hey, kid, I would appreciate it if you slowed down. Or I would appreciate it if uh, you milked this part or whatever the critique is. And the kid's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And veteran walks away and they go, Psh, what does that guy know? It's like, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's always, you can learn just, so it's, it's funny. There's this crop of guys, and it's not everybody, because I think, and you're definitely an exception, um, that they, they do. They look at, like, some of the older veterans. Oh, I was like, indie veterans never made money, da, 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 da. But it's like, yeah, we didn't exist in the world you exist in today. The indies, it wasn't like there wasn't good guys on the indies. I could, I could list a ton of guys who should, who'd be making a ton of money right now, being flown all over the place, but it just was a different yeah, climate if, at that if, point. If a young Brian Malonis and a young Rob Fury, two prime examples in my head, had Twitter and had these gifts of them and had these matches of them on YouTube, I, without a shadow of my doubt on my mind that the success would have, would have come vastly just as quick as I think it has for guys like me or Leo or a Jack or a Briggs. So yeah, a lot of that stuff is, is just sour grapes, man. It's yeah. it's it's sour grapes. If you're working your ass off and you're getting places, you should never apologize for yeah for being successful. It, you know that's one thing. And and you're a good dude. You're, you're <laughs> I try to contrary be, to popular belief, I'm yeah. gonna ruin his entire yeah, character right here. So what's going on? You are not a bag of dicks. <laughs> but just for the fans, know I don't like you guys. Like just 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 know that I don't like you guys. <laughs> Wrestlers are cool. You guys are fine. <laughs> so I was taking a look at your Twitter sure. and speaking of. Um, you, know, you growing up wanting to be a wrestling fan. You have proof online. <laughs> I saw it the other day. Yeah, the, the Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, yeah, you appeared on the Rosie O'Donnell show as yeah. a young kid. <laughs> and for those who don't know, the Rosie O'Donnell show was like, like the Ellen show was, afternoon talk. And so you were on there as a kid, and you're talking about how your favorite wrestler was Goldberg and The Rock. I know it's on your Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, the underscore MJF. Okay, so what? how did that come about where you're a little kid on <laughs> a talk show? stuff. Uh, my uh, parents found me hilarious, which I'm sure everybody's parents <laughs> find me. But uh, I guess they were, they were one of the few people that were right that their kid was funny. And they had sent them a tape of me telling jokes and singing to the Rosie show. And Rosie was like, eh, yeah, I'll take that kid. And they had me on uh, twice. That was my <laughs> first time I was on the show. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, that was one thing that I... I also think has helped me in my wrestling career. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a birth defect, but I don't get weird in front of people. I'll get anxious behind the curtain or before I go out, but the second I make eye contact with a crowd, I'm like, fine. It's really weird. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's yeah. it's something you're you're either born with or or you're, or you're born without. Yeah. I think I think it's one of those like inherent things that's yeah. like in you that you either have or you don't. And mm. It can't and it can't be taught. And if you don't have it, I'm very sorry. Yeah, tough shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, like the wrestling is first, and you kind of work your way into a character and being able to talk. But it seems 100%. like you from day one, it was the talking first yeah. almost, right? I've been fairly fortunate, and I remember uh, my very first day of training. The wrestling didn't come crazy fast to me but i remember uh, i was they did promos at the end this is my first time meeting kurt hawkins and we all cut promos and i cut promos at the end and hawkins was like uh oh so instantly i went from being this like okay like maybe he has potential to like okay let's see what we can do with this kid from there it was fairly easy to come up with a character because I, I think I've always known what character I wanted to play since I was like a little kid. <laughs> That's your trend with, right? Kurt Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, Kurt Hawkins and Pat Buck. Creator Pro. Yes, Creator Pro Wrestling Academy. 
Pat Buck. The former, the former Roo Star. Yes. Right? <laughs> From the New England Indies. I was talking to Rob Fury about the uh, former Roo Star. Apparently, Roo Star came to a show. Uh, I mean, Brian Fury, not Rob Fury. Did I say Rob? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, really different people. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, <laughs> I just assumed Rob Fury was somebody else he yeah, knew. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's some guy named Rob Fury in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. No. Very different people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Brian walked up to me and told me a story that one time Pat came to a show and he pulls his jeans down, and his trunks and his boots are just under his jeans. <laughs> like, right. What? It's easy but, that uh, way. Do you know what, Pat? Just, uh, always be prepared. I learned. I learned <laughs> okay, you always got to be ready to go. And I was and I was listening to the Steve Austin podcast today. Actually, I'm on my way here. Yeah. And uh, Court Bowers on there, and uh, who are they talking about? The guy that we're going to be interviewing yeah. at the show tonight, MJF. So yeah. Very good things at Court Bauer. Very good things yeah. to say about you. Court's such a nice guy, and apparently Austin watched the match and enjoyed it. From what That's I great, know, which is which, you have no idea how I was. I was. I was just confused. I just didn't understand what was going on at all. <laughs> happy, so happy, but still very confused with the situation. Yeah, I, I saw you and I saw you and Briggs have a match. Josh Briggs have a match at the uh, Beyond Tapings at the NEPWA, and I was. I was just looking at these guys. I don't know if you've seen the match, Mike, but it's like you look at this match. I'm like, these two guys who are two years in shouldn't be having this match right now. <laughs> like, it just shouldn't be. It shouldn't be happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, but and it's also, in a good way. Yeah. I'm like cripplingly, which is funny because my character is so polar opposite. I think everything I do is awful. <laughs> unless someone tells me otherwise. So when we get to the back and me and Briggs are done with the match, Malone says, says exactly what he just said on the podcast to me. And I'm like, oh man, thanks. And he walks away. I was like, was he being sarcastic? <laughs> like, <laughs> just like I was like, no one. Man, what an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> man, I guess Brian Malonis hates me. I don't know what I did. <laughs> like, but no, he meant it, which means a lot. That meant a lot to me. He's genuine real. to everyone except me. So yeah, No, yeah. I genuinely dislike you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard everybody does, so it's fine. <laughs> he's very miserable. Yeah, you're a real, real piece always, of crap. He's always upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not a piece of crap. He's not, a, right? So you can, you, can be, you can be a dink and not be a piece of crap. Like yeah. Mike's not, you know, bad intent or anything he doesn't yeah. doesn't screw anybody over he's just he's just a dink <laughs> <laughs> so you said the character came really easy yes. for you mjf thing what now what would you say the character is oh my god the character is everyone i hated in middle school and high school because i grew up in <laughs> long island new york and to those of people who are privy to what that place is like it's just a bunch of MJFs walking around. <laughs> I'm rich. My daddy owns a Corvette. Just awful. Just awful, awful people. And, uh, and as stylistically the promos go, it's a hybrid of Eddie Gilbert, Roddy Piper, and Ric Flair. Because those are the three guys that I watch at nauseum. This makes me very happy that he... that So we, we get so many guys in your age group and they're yeah. like... Man, I remember, you know, I, I was watching the old school stuff, man, like Batista. <laughs> Back in the day, man, that Punjabi prison match. <laughs> that was a real barn burner. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know how you're sitting here today as a wrestling fan, because that era of wrestling was not great. It's, you, you it was not great. rose-colored glasses, because who, we didn't know better. Right. My champion was Brock Lesnar. Like, that's who Brock I Brock Lesnar's a pretty badass Brock champion. Was, Brock was awesome. <laughs> but the undercard guys were not good. Like, you think about, like, certain guys around the roster that were just rough. I think someone's having a, a bar fight behind us. You, uh, <laughs> But looking back, you go, like, I, oh, my God, I thought that guy was good. It's like us looking back at the at the Attitude Era now, like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, some of those storylines were rough. Oh, wow. Like, did, <laughs> or, like, you're cringeworthy. Like, ooh, they yeah. did that on TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. May Young gave birth to a hand. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels is dry humping the, the, <laughs> the entrance play? ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, cool. sitting there, I was sitting there at 16 
watching it with my eight-year-old brother. Yeah, great. Yeah, this is great. You, you get that, Sean. Yeah, really get make in it there. yours. Yeah, make it yours. That's great. Um, what happened with the last name? The change. Yeah, you changed your last name like yeah, I a year thought, in. I, I, guess I thought so. I didn't notice until the chaotic show. And sure. I went up to Jamie. I'm like, hey, your social media guys, like, they messed up this fucking kid's <laughs> name on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I changed it because I respect Rob Feinstein a lot. I think he's an amazing person. Um, but I was uh, privy to the fact that if I had his last name, we would instantly be associated. So I just wanted to make sure that my brand was different than anybody else's. So that's, that's smart. Why I changed it to free. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. You got to have your own brand. Branding yeah. is uh, it's something a lot of guys don't get. They just mm-hmm. think it's I'm just going to go to the ring and have the best matches yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's, I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. part of it. But it's a brand. You're selling a brand. What's 100%. your what's your brand? What are you selling to the fans? Mm-hmm. It, it's more than just like if you can have good matches. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's in 2017, almost everyone is a decent wrestler because there's so many easy ways to get your hands on matches, get your hands on things to study. So I feel like it's much easier to perfect the craft, or at least try to. So I think that's why branding and promos and social media is so important now, because it separates you from the pack, like you said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's probably how you got to come to places like Chaotic Wrestling, right? Just yeah, yeah, the yeah. The fact that 100%. you're online and showing those promos and yeah. stuff. I remember, uh, I don't know who pitched me to Kevin, uh, but oh, I should probably did I say I should shoot name? That was bad. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. You can just say Kevin. Yeah, just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> but uh, he just hit me up for a promo. I sent it to him, and then I could tell like instantly he had ideas. Like right away, I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. This was really one of the first places that utilized me outside of New York. So yeah, it's 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 so funny. Like you, you can have all these great matches, and people watch them. Like yeah, it's. Good wrestlers. Good yeah, good if you wrestler. have a character, though, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, yes. it's, especially if you're a booker, you start like, oh, oh, what can I do with this guy? Yeah, what can yeah, I do yeah. with this guy? You start having a million ideas, especially a place like Chaotic that they run. I mean, basically, Chaotic runs episodic like shows. shows yeah. Like one show flows into the next. There's storylines. There's 100%. consistent storylines. So, and and so the for a place like Chaotic that does run storylines like that, like somebody with a character that they can build stuff around is going to be extremely valuable. Yep. Let's talk about. I mean, you came here like five or six months in, but. What about your first match? How did that go for you? Was that like uh, something Everyone you're who's nuts? listening to this is going to hate me and think I'm an arrogant piece of shit, but my first match went really good. <laughs> uh, and, which is funny because so many people have so many horror stories, and I wish I had one, but uh, I was very fortunate because, dude, the amount of times I called this match, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't believe. Who were you like, in there with? Um, it was a tag team match. It was me and my tag team partner, Joe Bronson. Who is now Bear Bronson? All right, no Bear Bronson. Yeah, you know Bear. Yeah, super, super good guy. I think I'm I think, actually a big fan. I think yeah. I think he, I think he has a ton of potential. Yeah. I think he's really good. I, I'm hoping in 2018 that more people will get to see his stuff. And we wrestled two guys who are no longer in the wrestling business. <laughs> okay, uh, but the the match was good because it was just so so choreographed <laughs> at nauseum. Uh, it would have went. I wouldn't even. I can't even imagine how bad it would have went if somebody forgot something. We would have been like, huh? What do we do? Yeah, we lucked out. We lucked out. So it's four guys of like similar experience level. All of us first match. Yeah. Oh Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We got real lucky that we got through it fine. In one respect, it it probably wasn't bad because you guys probably training with each other. And yeah. So I mean, dude, we did that match a month in advance every day. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Combat Zone Wrestling. Sammy Callahan took over booking, and then that show, I guess, he put you over for the Wired Championship. Is that correct? Yes, sir. 
Was that something that made you feel good? Obviously, I'm sure it made you feel good. I that mean, I'm such a huge fan of Sammy as a worker and as a human being. Like, that's that's like one of my wrestling dads. Like, he's just an amazing human being. And I wish more people knew that because uh, sometimes he gets like shit on social media that he shouldn't get. Really? Yeah. Well, you know internet trolls. I, I do, yeah. I, I, I figured people would love Sammy on the no, internet. No, so many people love Sammy, but sometimes I'll read stuff and I'll be like, everyone just wants to start shit. Yeah. Always. Yeah, That's everybody. never going to go always away. There's always trolls. Exactly. There's always be trolls. And the fact that there's even like two of them it gets me riled up because he's just such a fucking good dude. Yeah, he's a fantastic worker. Oh Every time I've been around him, he's a, yeah. he's a great dude. He's a great guy to be around yeah. in a locker room. Like he's yeah. uh, he's really helped layer my character. He's helped me in ring. And again, a th- that's another thing. Like when people are like, "Oh, MJF," like he's really good for someone who's two years in. It has nothing to do with me. And I wish more people. Like it literally has everything to do with people that take me to the side and talk to me, because I'm one of those guys that I'm gonna absorb it and listen because I want to be successful. Well, that's where I'll disagree with you. You have to take the information, and yeah. I can't tell you how many guys I've seen come into wrestling and and they get good information given to them, and yeah. they just for whatever reason decide like, eh, I'm not listening to well, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, we talked you know. we had talked about that earlier. Just yeah. guys like, what is that guy that's been doing this for 25 years and is over knows? But the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> the, th- the thing is like, and, and it's it's don't let ego get in the way of good business so i mean you've been the business two years i've been in the business 15 i can learn stuff from you we can wrestle and i can absolutely pick something but i can absolutely pick something up you're like wow he, he's onto something there i can use that i can tweak it i can make it my own every experience should be a learning experience we can all learn from each other and get better from each other like and that's putting aside the ego and just trying to get better which is a good quality so keep that <laughs> thank, you. thank you brian mentioned you going to europe yes how the hell that come about um someone just saw my stuff that's, that's, that's uh, LD and wrestling and saw my stuff and they were like, huh? Okay. And they hit me up and I was like, well, what? This, what? I was super confused. <laughs> At first, I didn't believe it was a, a reputable company. So I contacted a few people and uh, then my buddy Flip Gordon hit me up and he said, hey man, did you get hit up by this company LDN? And I was like, yeah. And we both looked into it. Turns out it was a legitimate company and they uh, flew me and Flip out and we wrestled each other every night, twice a day. <laughs> so it's, 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 you, you, you go flew halfway around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. I got to wrestle like two or three British guys besides Flip, and I will say this: I learned a lot over there. The style is very different; it's way more ground based, and I was able to bring that back here, and it really helps uh, me out in my heats. I feel. Yeah, I mean that's a great opportunity to yeah. be presented with. And like I said, it, it's getting these opportunities, but it's more importantly than getting opportunities, capitalizing on opportunities. Oh, yeah. Because when you get them, you capitalize. It leads to mm-hmm. it, it leads to more. And, and you're a guy who, like I said, I'm listening to the Steve Austin podcast, and they're talking about you. Yeah. I mean, and and that whole buzz thing. I know a lot of people get hung, really hung up on that buzz thing, and that's yeah. that's real great. But at the same time, if it's just buzz and you can't you can't, can't follow up, up. Yeah, yeah, you can't follow up on it, will, then it doesn't mean a whole. I will not say names, but there have been a lot of times where I will be really excited to see a wrestler because they are super over on Twitter and (laughs) it is not at all (laughs) the product I was expecting to see. Uh, It gets really frustrating for me. Those gifts there don't... uh Show the whole picture. Yes, oh, I, that, yes, that's amazing. Yeah, Hoke is amazing for so many reasons. He's able to spotlight so many great wrestlers, but at the same time, Hoke is so good at his job, he can make bad wrestlers look really good. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate his work. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really sick moves I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Brian Malonis guy. <laughs> You're damn right. I do awesome moves. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, uh, good. so you said like you're doing wrestling full time. That's that's yes, your gig, right? How long have you been doing that exclusively? I, it's now been going on four and a half months. 
That's friggin' nuts, right, Malonis? Yeah, you're yeah. talking to a couple of guys who've been in the business for a long time and always had uh, real jobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, you must feel very fortunate to be able to I don't do that. understand what's happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, God, I'm really burying my gimmick. Everyone's going to think I'm like a good person now. I, 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 I don't think you're a good person. So. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Just keep repeating that after I say something nice. That's all right. Hopefully I get to kick uh, your ass here sometime. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I would like to put it on record that me and Brian Malonis anywhere would be a complete barn burner, I feel. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And so after this, you have to get out of here and get on a plane, right? Yeah. 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 Where are you going? Uh, <laughs> I am going to Iowa to wrestle Jessica Havoc at Pro Wrestling Revolver. All right. Well, at least you get to wrestle somebody good. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You're, going to, you're going to fucking Iowa, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Siri Bob. Yeah. And that's Sammy's promotion, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Sammy's promotion. Again, Wrestling Dad helping me out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I'll never forget when I was at Rockstar Pro in Dayton, Ohio. My match is done, and this guy just runs up to me, and it's real dark in the locker room at Rockstar, so I can't see the guy. Hey, man, that was amazing. I got to talk to you. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that Sammy Callahan? <laughs> and then, ever, yeah, ever since then, he's been, like, helping me out like, big time, big time. That's awesome. You got to have people in your corner. Oh, yeah. And, and right now, I would say there's probably no better person in independent wrestling, certainly, to have in your corner than Sammy. Yeah, Sammy's just a good dude. But uh, yeah, um, Iowa Saturday and then Sunday I am flying to Florida for Fest Wrestling to wrestle Eric Cannon. I've never wrestled him. Okay. I've I've been a huge fan of his because that's another guy who's been in the business for a long time and has figured out a way to stay relevant for a long time. And I have nothing but respect for guys like that, for sure. That's tremendous. So have you dealt with any injuries? None that I haven't fought through. Okay, yeah. I mean, everyone's got something, uh, right? Like, my f when I wrestled Teddy Hart, which is funny to me because everybody's like, oh, my God, that match was crazy. The Twitter stuff was great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hart. That promo on him was pretty intense, yeah. He actually called me. He thought I was, like, shooting. Of course he did. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Like, dude, like, no. Teddy, like, Hart, Teddy Hart is an interesting fella. Yeah, but me and him actually get along really good. <laughs> I think he's a I, nice fella. The very the yeah. brief amount of time I spent with him, but he's a, he's an interesting fella. I, I hope he fights through this uh, this court case that's coming up that's yeah. for sure but uh my foot was pretty much done like some of the boys in the back saw my foot was completely black because the night prior i did a moonsault landed on my feet and smacked my foot so hard that the arch in my foot sprained and almost completely opened up yeah, so so horrible. picture picture the foot of your arch slamming so hard that it, your foot flattens for a second. It was really bad. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really bad, but uh, that that would be the only thing. And now my foot is okay. You just, the funny thing is, with pro wrestling, you describe stuff like that, and you're and you just you just fight through it. Yeah, you yeah. Do it. Like it's like casual. if you, it was like baseball or football or something, you'd be, yeah. the guys would be done for yeah, the yeah, season. Yeah, I would be on the corner just crying. <laughs> like, I hate those guys. What's your, what's, what do you think your favorite matches so far you've had? I was putting putting you on the spot oh, there. God, that's too hard, man. <laughs> I might. Uh, I'm, you, I'm, you can, feel free to give a couple examples. Yeah, matches that stand out in your mind. I love wrestling. So I loved wrestling Sammy. I love wrestling Flip Gordon. Me and him have wrestled each other way too many times. I love wrestling Josh Briggs. Me and him have wrestled each other way too many times. <laughs> I love wrestling Wheeler Yuta, otherwise known as Jimmy Yuta, for some reason in MLW. Uh, wrestled him numerous times, and that Teddy Hart match was just bananas. Yeah, that Teddy <laughs> Hart match was just pure insanity. So, so what do you think, Mike? Should we let the Should we let him go? Should we let him go catch a plane? Well, one second. You have one more? Oh, yeah. here's something else. I'm trying to be a nice See, guy. See, he's a real bad person. He is. <laughs> he's a bad person. I'm going to like two hours of sleep because of you, man. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> he's, you did, he, he's eating your lunch right now. Sure is. He, uh, I can edit this though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Make himself look like Superman. Yeah. To me. So you did some work for WWE, right? You went to a TV taping at least, right? I went, I've done extra work a couple times. Yeah, I got to. Uh, hey, uh, MJF. I don't know if you know, but you're talking to a couple of former WWE superstars here. Okay. We were uh, we were druids on a uh, no on a Survivor Series, yes. and uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're affiliated with the with the Undertaker. I've been managed by Paul Bearer, so you're, my I mean, God. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want an autograph or something afterwards, well, please. We're, I mean, put it out there. We're hitting the convention circuit soon. I am so. the guy who got shoved by Samoa Joe. <laughs> there you go. So, if you want to go back on the WWE Network. To NXT Takeover Brooklyn, the second one. <laughs> it's me escorting Samoa Joe as a security guard, and me walking in front of Samoa Joe, and him going like, "No, that's my camera," and just shoving me, and me hitting the wall super hard. <laughs> uh, all my friends messaged me like, "Oh my God, was that a shoot?" And I was like, "No," because uh, right before that, Samoa Joe is such a cool guy. He like walked up and he was like. Hey, you kind of got like a like a hateable face verbatim. This is what <laughs> I I feel like if I shoved you, it'd get like a good reaction. Are you okay with that? I was like, fucking pile drive me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So yeah, that was that was cool, and I got to do a a match in front of Regal, Arn, and Dean Malenko, which was crazy, uh, crazy. So you can hit, you can hit the circuit with us. There, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. We hit the convention yeah. circuit. We are all. Famous. There you go. And I know those are your aspirations, right? To be with WWE someday. I would say that's on. That's that is definitely up there. But there's also like, I'm loving what they're doing at Ring of Honor right now. Like really loving it. I would love to be a part of that product. I love what they're doing at New Japan. I'd love to be a part of that product. I love what they're doing at Impact. Like I'm not one of those guys who's like WWE or nothing. I think that's silly because there's there's so many ways to make money now in this industry. Yeah, exactly. We are no longer slaves to Big Brother. We're no longer slaves to WWE because we can now really, we can have our lunch and, uh, what, what is it? Have our lunch and eat it too? Is that cake? Uh, cake have cake. our cake and eat it too? Yeah. Sorry, I'm gluten-free. I don't need cake. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome time. So I'm definitely not like WWE or I'll kill myself. Right. <laughs> you know? And I know a lot of people still have that mentality. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the mentality that I had for most of my career, but uh, also the majority of my career was spent in a time where Ring of, I mean, uh, WWE was the only exactly. game in the, town. Was there, nobody was going to, to Japan. Nobody was going to Europe. Yep. I mean, Ring of Honor wa- was not what it is today. Impact was, it's been around for, for a while, but it was, you know, mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> it was. Definitely had its weird periods. Yeah. Ups and downs. So, Plug your uh, plug your social media, man. Sure, Where can we find you, you can on, uh... follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore MJF. Don't follow me on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's uh, it's my it's my wrestling name. It's Maxwell Jacob Friedman on Facebook. And uh, yeah, right. and uh, dates. What do you? Uh, oh. This will drop Monday. Yeah. So uh, what do you got next I weekend? I don't know, man. I I'd have to open up my foot. Just know I'm I'm wrestling. Grizzle here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wrestling three times a week. You'll, you'll find me somewhere. Just <laughs> look know. at the Twitter. CZW right? Beyond Wrestling, Chaotic Wrestling. Yeah. Where else? Uh, Limitless House of Hardcore. Uh, there's so many others, guys. There's a bunch of logos. If you look at the I pin tweet, I actually do. I have yeah. a, a photo <laughs> with a bunch of logos. Uh, I don't want to forget anything and get yelled at by anybody. XWA. Uh. Give me a second. No. <laughs> this is, no, no, no. Because I know one of these promoters are going to listen and be like, you forgot my company. So let's and lose all your bookings. Exactly. So you, no, you go. just tell them Mike Crockett edited it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> MLW, AIW, NEW, Wrestle Pro, Glory Pro, Wrestle Circus, Alpha One, PWX, MCW, Five Borough Wrestling, Create a Pro, 
uh, <laughs> NYWC, Revolver, uh, yeah. Oh, Powerbomb, Bandit, Live Prov. Got a show coming up with Black Label Pro. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, there We're you good. go. Maybe you could put no a word. No one can yell at me now on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe you can put a word in from Malone at a couple of these places. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get out there more. Yeah. No, no, I don't think out there more. I just, you know, get oh, okay. more consistent bookings of Ring if of this, Honor. If this guy doesn't get into Ring of Honor soon, they're, miss, they're missing out. <laughs> Thanks, my, buddy. No, I'm trying. I'm really serious. I'm serious. It's one of the best big men in the industry right now today. Hi, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're not so bad yourself. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thank well, you. Uh, yes, you may leave now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And we've been whisked back into the broom closet, Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, we've been all over the place here, huh? We have been. It's been a crazy night. There's been tables and cages and people being impaled. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, we want your feedback, folks. Every week we do something called Merv Griffin Time. That's a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion with MJF, and use the hashtag WPAN. We'll mention you in your tweets later this week because every Thursday, it's an all-new, all-different episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio. You can vote at the WPAN on Twitter Monday nights to decide what we'll discuss on the show, and you never know what else will come up, so be sure to seek it out each and every week. Also, you can download past episodes of this very podcast. As they come off that NAI Network feed, they get added over there. It is all on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find it all at BDARadio.com. But that's another show. A way you can interact with us right here on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network every week is through our voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We'll play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. We really appreciate your contributions. Call right now. Before you forget, become a part of the podcast. 401 584 All right, Brian, it's just about Halloween. And it's time to talk about our scariest in-ring moments. Sure. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. Oh, my God. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bats, demons, and apparitions? (laughs) Okay. Though Halloween is upon us, there's nothing scary about BDA Radio. Well, unless you're talking about the topless grappling sessions on the MMA podcast. But never mind that. BDA Radio really means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break news with a wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of BDARadio.com. You've been sitting on that one for a long time, haven't you? (laughs) all right brian are you done now can i talk can i be part of this podcast again you're allowed yes okay let's talk about it the scariest moments we've had in the ring and to help us do that we have a special guest who is joining us here in the janitor's closet his name is the firebrand brian fury hello welcome back sir thank you for having me this is a quaint little uh, studio you've made for yourself here. Yeah, well, any second now, a janitor can come in and shut us down. So. <laughs> come on, Scruffy, going on break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's quite a mess of cleanup out there, we actually. Re- we really so. brought him on to talk about the, the merits of the visionaries. Heck, <laughs> not just kind of like historic teams such as the visionaries. So, so Jinder Mahal, one of the greatest superstars to ever grace a professional wrestling ring. He's 
One of the greatest? Yeah, he's right up there. He's, he's there we go. fantastic. There we go. Ryan, at least he's consistent. At least he's consistent. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about the team of Yokozuna and Owen Hart? Now, I don't understand. Like, as a child, I was like, you always want somebody special or whatever. Growing up, no matter who the mystery opponent was, me and my friends said it was going to be Sid, no matter what, <laughs> whether it made sense or not. So, I mean, I didn't like pop or freak out, but like, there was a, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It was a good team. It was a very disappointing reveal. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't like a loser reading the dirt sheets hoping some nobody named Chris Benoit came out would have got crickets. <laughs> think of how different maybe wrestling history would have been. if. Was it, that yeah, was it WrestleMania 11? I think so, yes. Like for, for like six or seven years at WrestleMania? Right. Yeah, but you so know, I was going to make a very crude joke and I'm just going to... You would have not got over whatsoever. <laughs> would have got over with me. Oh, here we go. That's what, that's what they're going for. <laughs> so, Brian Fury, while we were interviewing MJF, you were watching the main event of this show at Breaking Point. What went down? Well, Speaking of scary moments. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes I think this is your scariest moment, was, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, thinking about it, man, that was like, I don't do well with like gross stuff. So um, even though I share stuff like that uh, via text message <laughs> to my friends all the time, there was a spot where... It was a ca- this cage match, by yeah, the way, steel, called Caged Chaos. 15 foot high steel cage. <laughs> Rips and tears at your flesh. Did it ever. Mike Verna powerbombed Chase Talmonte against the cage, and as he slid all the way down the cage in between the cage and the ropes, and when he got to the bottom, there was like a hook of the cage kind of like sticking out and entered into his forearm and like stuck in and he couldn't move his arm or budge and it was oh like my god bloody gonna, and it was gross i'm gonna throw up <laughs> emt had to come look and we had they had to get like uh snippers to like snip the piece of the cage off and it's still in chase's arm as he's on his way to the hospital I as may, we speak i may throw up <laughs> that sounds it, horrific it was Pretty gnarly. Like, how much of it was in his arm? I didn't see how much, because I just looked, saw what was going on. <laughs> Turned away. And there was a bunch of chaos and stuff, and I was just trying to make sure, like, nothing else went ridiculously wrong. And was there caged chaos <laughs> going on? It was it was happening. <laughs> you were happy to be a part of it? <laughs> I was just, I'm not happy to be a part of that, but yes. So, thank God you weren't in charge, right? <laughs> yeah. Not yet anyway, right? Thank goodness. I don't know what you're talking about, Michael. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, scary moment indeed, but we want to talk about our personal scariest moments in the ring. Brian Malonis, the kingpin. When I said this to you, what came to mind? Um, I mean, I hurt my knee, but I wasn't much scared. I think the scariest is probably, I guess, I was wrestling uh, Hanson and... Very early on in the match, I, I got my head snapped back and just got knocked for a loop. And uh, was it the kick? No, no, no. He went up for a uh, he went up for an up and over. This is in Woburn. This is when uh, Tarzan was the booker. And, uh, what do you mean? Apparently, he was freaking out in the back because the match was horrible. But I was out on your feet. I, yeah, I I was so messed up. Like I oh, said, I remember him being really mad at you. Guys. <laughs> fucking guys, this is the, this is the match they put together. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to the back and he's all he's all like hot about it and I'm like I'm I'm all fucked up right now. 
oh, well, that fucking explains it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I think that was the scariest just because, I mean, anything with head. The only things I've ever been afraid of in wrestling are head stuff and teeth. Like, you know, anything like that. I'm not afraid to break a bone or tear something. Like, that's just part of it. But I've always been afraid of head stuff and, and teeth and things like that. And um, I was just out of it throughout that entire match. I didn't, like, I, I knew where I was. I knew where we were wrestling. I knew, you know, I didn't, I didn't lose consciousness or anything, but I had no idea what we had called i i've everything felt um slow motion like everything was just a step off slow motion for me <laughs> and, and yeah it was so it was very it was like everything it was like everything was in a fog and and it was it was the worst concussion i ever experienced in in my entire life i had to cancel bookings for uh, close to a month i was having i was having i was having like post-concussion syndrome you know no worries. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. The janitor did just come in, folks. We said we said. <laughs> do oh, you need us to vacate? Do you need us to, oh, li- you need do, to vacate? Do you need, need? We're just some schmucks. Yeah, don't worry. We will be quick. Yes. Yeah. No problem. Oh no no you're good we're your way. Uh, you yeah I, 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 I yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Proof, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are in the chairman's closet. My goodness. Well, quickly, quickly, Brian Fury. As quick as can be, I have two scary moments. But by the way, let, let me just say first that the show is over, Brian. You can get rid of the rolled up paper. <laughs> There's Never a trash I, right here. There is. No? <laughs> get a recycle. Get a recycle here. Oh, okay. Two scary moments. First one um, involved myself. This is when I fractured my ankle. Uh, I knew something happened uh, when I did my neck breaker, and I didn't know to what severity or how bad it was. I knew it hurt an awful lot and I knew that I had trouble putting pressure on it in any way shape or form and unfortunately even though pro wrestling is fake we have to continue wrestling through injuries because we're hurt all the time in matches (laughs) so you can't stop because you really hurt like a body part or something so I wrestled on a little while longer and that was pretty scary because I had no idea what was going to be happening once I took my boot off just how bad it would be and and, uh, it was that was rough. Um, yeah, I was there that night. It was yeah. uh, very... Not not good. Yeah, it was very not good. <laughs> yeah. That was Chris Masters, by the way. Let, yes. Let's. Uh, you're, a, you're a wordsmith. Michael. Thank you very much. Uh, the second moment involved my opponent, and this was in Littleton, New Hampshire, at the Littleton Opera House while I was wrestling Alex Arion, and we were doing a spot where he went for a sunset flip off the middle rope, and I was looking between my legs, and I saw him just jump and lawn dart Ugh. directly on the top of his head, off uh, the top rope. Yeah, off, off off the middle rope. He was okay. doing like the Oof. his back was to the ring, and he did the turn, sunset okay. flip, and he didn't talk. He just went like head first in, and this was like the finish. Like I rolled through and like put him in the crab and stuff, but it was like the most gentle. Like barely <laughs> holding on to his legs, crab ever. The Jericho um, Triple H crab. <laughs> yeah, like I knew, like he was like he was screwed up and out of it. And I went to the hospital with him and stuff that night. You know, he had neck injuries for a little, for you know a long time after that, kind of stemming from that. But I just knew like that type of thing like is like scary, 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 and especially for it to be like the guy I'm in there with. And granted, it wasn't like my fault. There's nothing I could do to prevent it, but that's just like, it freaks you out because we're in there, we're, you know, Brian, you know, we're in there protecting each other yeah, as, exactly. as best we can. And that was like a, that was a scary, scary thing. What was the injury that he ended up with? I, I think it was like a stinger type of thing. Uh, it wasn't anything major. Like he had long-term 
disc issues from it stemming from it like later on because you know he continued wrestling afterwards and stuff that was actually on a chaotic show i don't i don't remember if you if either one of you were i assumed it was wfa or something no no No? that was it was for a chaotic show it was when i was the champion at the time and he was uh he might have been the new england champion or or vice versa it was like a title versus title type of thing like we need the title on the line but yeah it was um like the first Lilton show, maybe that chaotic did up there, but yeah, it was it was that was a that was a scary one. Wow. Well, my scariest moment in the ring, Brian. Brian Fury took place at your school. Oh, okay. I don't know if you were there for it, but it was a Beyond Wrestling taping. Okay. Yes, Brian Malonis, I did do some Beyond Wrestling at the very beginning. Excuse me. Is he it, uh, refed one hell of a match in Bridgewater. <laughs> 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 Michael Crockett was on the worst suicide watch I've ever seen him on <laughs> afterwards. That was a scary moment too, but for different <laughs> reasons altogether. But this moment I'm talking about was featured on VH1. Really? Oh. Yes. And it was also on YouTube and had 8 million views. Uh, okay. It was one of those fail videos oh, brother. that gets a ton of views. It was Beyond Wrestling, I believe it was 2012, and it was Johnny Cockstrong... Versus AJ Evers. I vaguely remember hearing all about this. I don't think you were there. Yeah, I think you left some of the keys, probably smartly. Yeah, those are, <laughs> those can be long days, and if I don't have to be there, I tend to <laughs> not always be there. But yes. Yeah, I will tweet out the link to the video. It was uh, there's a clip on Beyond Wrestling because Beyond Wrestling is great with their YouTube stuff. But AJ Evers was standing on the top rope. And Johnny Cockstrong was on the middle rope trying to climb up to the top rope to meet him. And in doing so, he kind of missed the top rope and leaned forward and leaned into Evers, pushing him off the top rope. They both tumbled over the top rope. And AJ literally, speaking of lawn darted, lawn darted it into the concrete. Yeah, it was sickening thud. It was brutal. Very just... Terrible, terrible, terrible. And you can see in the video, people are just like, holy shit. And everyone hops up and goes to check him. And that was the most, yeah. That, that was one of those things where you're like, this kid could be done. Yeah. Head first into concrete. That stuff's scary. <sighs> when you hear yeah. stuff like that, like with the possibility of injuries, like I don't know if you guys know the kid from new, the area here, Spider, who passed away yeah. in the match. That was actually... Uh, I got a phone call from Mikazi. It was actually on my birthday. Mikazi was on a different show, and he called me saying what happened that night when it was like the house show. Simple like house show dive and caught him high and like bumped like all in the back of his head, like on the concrete, like same thing, and like just not good. So anytime something like that happens, like you just always fear for the worst. Like it's so, how's that saying go? You fear for the worst? You fear the worst? Yeah. But hope for the best. There it is, yes. There you go. Uh, and it's just, yeah, that stuff freaks me out. Like, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I remember sitting in the lounge of the uh, of the school with Johnny Cockstrong, and both of us, like, with our head in our hands, just, like, something's going on in the other room. They're talking to him. They're doing whatever the hell they're doing to him, and we're just, like, shook. <laughs> both of us just, like, oh, my God. And we w- ended up watching it back, and Johnny's, like, blaming himself because he saw that he kind of pushed him off the top rope unknowingly. And it was a bad, bad scene. I, th- I mean, I, I think he ended up fine. Just like a, a nice friggin' egg on his head. Yeah, 
like that ECW egg, that one guy that did the dive over the top and had that giant bubble uh, on his head. JT Smith? Yes. Yeah, it might possibly. I think that's it. I, I, I think we can, we can end right there yes. with the scariest moments scary in the ring. The look this janitor is giving us right now. <laughs> yeah, we should probably vacate. Yeah, we'll let's, probably, let it, let's let this poor lady do her job. All right, we'll, we'll move on to... We're uh, being dickbags right now. Another location, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Fury. Thank you. All right, Kingpin, now we're in the hallway. Yeah, we're being moved around here, huh? We're just in people's <laughs> ways. We're, uh, yeah, we're a couple of real shitbags. <laughs> we do what we got to do to get the podcast out to the people, right? Indeed, Michael, indeed. Well, Brian, let's get right to this promo about nothing then. The year? 1993. And it is Memphis once again, two weeks in a row. Ooh, all right. But the course is a little bit older. It's still the USWA at this time. You love the USWA? I certainly do, is the, where Flex Cavana got his start. Goodness. Right. A little bit after this, of course. This is 1993, and this promo is a promo that you wouldn't expect. One that uh, you couldn't guess in a million years, Kingpin. All right. This is a promo promoting a match coming up this coming Monday at the Mid-South Coliseum. A match involving Howard Finkel. Okay. This week's promo about nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce myself. Some of you may know me, and some of you may not. My name is Howard Finkel. I'm also known as The Fink, and I am the premier ring announcer in the World Wrestling Federation, the very best in wrestling today. As of late, I've been having a problem with a man I know as Whippleman, but apparently you people here in Memphis know as Downtown Bruno. My goodness, that has to be the stupidest name that I've ever heard. Who could walk around the streets of Memphis and call himself Downtown? Give the man a roadmap, he wouldn't know Downtown from Uptown. That's how dumb he is. I've had some problems over the past few months with him concerning things that he has put the blame on me for. Don't buy it for a second, folks. I'm the one that's in the right. I've been in the World Wrestling Federation doing ring announcing for a long, long time. And never have I ever faced a more stupider, idiotic excuse for a human being like downtown, oh, downtown Bruno. What a name. Well, nevertheless, it is going to all come to a head this Monday night at the Mid-South Coliseum. Finally, the opportunity is going to be there for your so-called hero, to become even more of a hero when he steps into the ring and goes one-on-one -on -one with me. And this is going to be something that I perhaps shouldn't be looking forward to if you want to believe downtown Bruno. I don't believe that idiot for a second. I know that I'm going to have to come down from the Big Apple and fly down to Memphis, Tennessee this Monday night at the Mid-South Coliseum and step into the ring with downtown Bruno. Give me a break. I didn't think the thing was ever going to end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't terrible. No, I, I like how he's basically doing it in ring announcer voice the entire time, though. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the promo about nothing is, you know, you have your odd, your awkward, and your awful. I think this is more in the odd category. Yeah, it's the yeah, fink. Yeah. It's the fink. What the hell is the fink doing cutting yeah, a promo? It's not terrible. It's just it was long-winded and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why is the fink wrestling? <laughs> why the hell would you ever book Howard Finkel to wrestle? 
<laughs> well, um, they booked it, the USWA, then they went out of business a couple years later. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. So it's downtown Kingpin. <laughs> where, where is it? It's downtown. <laughs> it's, you got to go downtown Kingpin. It's all downtown. <laughs> you give him a roadmap, you wouldn't know downtown from uptown, right? I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Just the disdain in his voice when he would announce him. <laughs> the, 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 he did have a prop, though. When he said the Big Apple, he... Yes, he did pull up, he did pull up a Red Delicious Apple. He did have... <laughs> <laughs> I like how you identified the uh, brand, the kind of apple. Yes, red delicious apple. I want to provide a clear picture to our to our fans, Michael. Now, who do you think coached him in this promo? <laughs> probably nobody. I was just like, do this shit and get it over with. Vince is probably back there, just like, <laughs> 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 just hit him with the awful uh, southern accent. Because any accent that isn't ours is weird and dumb, right? Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard Finkel, I mean, could have been worse. Could have been worse, but still, it is a promo about nothing. You heard it. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Wrestling Network. Kingpin, you are packing your bags, hitting those highways and those byways, crisscrossing the screen nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. Dates. I do. My, I actually got next weekend off. I, Whoa. I don't hate it either. All right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very lovely. But Want to hang out? <laughs> no, not really. Not okay. with you. <laughs> I'm sure you're busy anyway. I am. I am. <laughs> but I returned to action on Saturday night, November the 11th, Mike, in your old stomping grounds, Hadley, Massachusetts, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. I will be captaining a team. Uh, right now, the participants are myself and Perry Von Vicious first, a team that Johnny Idol is captaining, and uh, more announcements will be made. But find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on all social media platforms for ticket information. I will be heading to Salisbury, Massachusetts, to Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Saturday night, November the 18th. Find Atlantic Pro Wrestling on all your social media outlets for ticket and time information. Then Thanksgiving Eve, Mike, but more importantly, my birthday. All right. November the 22nd, I'll be heading to Malden, Massachusetts for, actually, excuse me, I'll be heading to Southie, South Boston uh, for UFO Wrestling's Harvest Havoc. It's their annual Thanksgiving Eve event. And again, it's my birthday. What no better gonna, way to celebrate. Yeah, what are you going to get me? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> and then uh, the 24th, or excuse me, I, I did miss on 11-12, Beyond Wrestling. I will be returning to Beyond How Wrestling. How can you miss that? In Somerville, Massachusetts. I don't know. I'm tired. We've been bounced all over the place. I'll stop there. I'm exhausted. I'm sore. I'm beat up. We've been bounced all over this damn building. Can we end this podcast now, please? i got to say some things first. Holy smokes. I had to mention the emailing Brian Malonis could help uh, get you on their upcoming show. Just not next weekend. Brian Malonis at Comcast.net for bookings or DM him at Brian Malonis on Twitter. Putting over podcasts, that is the Facebook group that we are plugging here. And if you want to join all the other pro wrestling podcasters and podcast fans that are just talking about what they love, that's wrestling talk, just put putting over podcasts in the search bar on Facebook. Find us, join, and be a part of the whole festivities over there on Facebook. Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills. They do it twice a week, Sunday and Thursday. MikeMills.podbean.com for all the information, all the 
podcast that he is doing over there. Uh, Mike Mills doing great things over there on Booking the Territory. And the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Jason Stewart. Troy is joining him for the flagship show. Plus, they got shows all week long over there in that feed. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe wherever podcasts are sold. And, of course, we hope you continue to listen to the all-new NAI Wrestling Network all week long for DC and Doc Talk. Rant with Ant, the Shattered Glass cast, and of course, the New Age Insiders themselves, all here on the NAI Wrestling Network. Subscribe today. All right, Kingpin, finally, I will let you go, just like I let MJF go earlier. You're very nice. Off into the night. We finally made it through. Your reflections on Haverhill, Massachusetts. Are you happy that we were recording with MJF and you couldn't see the uh, impaling of Chase Del Monte? Uh, extremely. And, and <laughs> obviously, well wishes to Chase. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that's horrible. And hopefully, he'll be all right. And uh, yeah, everything will work out well there. We'll have an update next week, maybe. We will. Uh, and that's it for us from Haverhill, Massachusetts, the Northern Essex Community College. Thank you to Chaotic Wrestling for hosting us. Thank you to the janitor for being very understanding that we just took over her closet without warning. Thank you to everybody. And we'll be back on Thursday with the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDA Radio. Just search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or find us at BDAradio.com. Then you can join us here next Monday for the WPAN on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. That'll be episode number 81. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. <laughs>